So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life and the multifamily legacy podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, can you feel that? Can you feel that? That is the feeling you should be feeling is it is a brand new year. 2018 is here. It is an exciting time to rock. And guys, I'm so excited. I got a great podcast for you. This is something actually I posted on YouTube and but I want to make sure that my podcast listeners get it too. And uh, I'm calling it a Kahuna concept. And we're going to start trying to bring Kahuna Concepts to my YouTube channel. And so, um, but I wanted to post it here in the podcast because it's a really great story. It's a, it's a, a story of how you should be curious in not just your business life, but your personal life and really curious about others. So with that said, this is episode number 17 and let's get this podcast started now. Thanks, and let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Corey Peterson with Kahuna Wealth Builders. I want to come to you today with like an amazing concept. It's something I was just reading from the Harvard Business Journal. So we're going to call this a Kahuna concept, and it's something that you're going to want to pay attention to. So in my life, I've always found that I wasn't that great at school. I didn't really like to study. But the truth is, is I was always curious. So today's topic is, is about being curious, right? It's very important to be curious because it leads to some things. So Harvard, there's a Harvard Business Journal study that showed uh, and the, the study, I think, was done in 2014. But curiosity is as important as intelligence. What? Yeah, so let me break this down for you, okay? So you can measure. There's kind of like three major things to measure. And so uh, the first one is IQ, okay? We understand what IQ is. It's the intellectual quotient, that really stands for the amount of brain power that you have, right? It's God-given, right? You don't really, you can't really increase your IQ. Your IQ is your IQ. It's something that you really don't normally change. You probably could over some time, but it's probably not really your mode of modality, right? So it's something that you're not, you're kind of given and you either have a high IQ or you don't. And usually people with high IQs can solve big, it's like having a big, a lot of RAM, 
right? You don't slow down when you like get a lot of information. You just like process it through it. It's kind of maybe the best way to say like, you know, it's, it's the average of how much an engine power, how much RPMs do you got, right? Um, then there's this other thing called EQ. And that's your emotional quotient. And the emotional quotient is actually how you can deal with complexity. Um, it's your competitive, your, your thinking and, and how you manage complexity. Does it stress you out? Does it overwhelm you? People that have high IQs, and if you can have a, a higher EQ, it helps you buffer. It's kind of like a buffering pad, right? And allows you to emotionally deal with the stress of complexity. Okay, so that's, that's pretty straightforward. Now, the third thing, what I think is really interesting, is CQ. And this is your curiosity quotient. And with the CQ is that it is done by learning, by being curious, you actually can increase not your IQ, but your actual learning and like internally being able to recall it, right? So internalizing processes, if your curiosity, you're curious, you will actually ingrain those processes in your brain and like create like memory. So you can like remember, so like, like for me, and I'll, let me ask you if this has ever happened. So like taking tests, I mean, I hate taking tests. I can never commit, like it takes a lot, a lot of work to commit that to memory. And for me, like the way I do it is I have to do it through a repetitiveness. I have to keep doing it or I'm like actually visually so I can see it, look at it. And then I can maybe kind of commit it to memory. It's a very hard process. But then I look at like in my, in my business life, as I've been curious to different things and different things, and I've had to figure things out, I internalized the process. And because I had to do it myself and figure it out, I actually learned the process. And I find that's a very powerful gift. And here's the cool thing, is that you cannot change your IQ. It's kind of like what's God-given. But guess what? You can change your EQ and CQ. You can increase that. And so my goal today is to share with you that you need to be curious. And you need to be solving problems, okay? 90% of what I do in the apartment industry is fixing problems and solving problems. And I think I've been a problem solver pretty much all my life because I've, I was forced to. When you don't have lots of money and lots of credit and you want to do this thing called real estate, you immediately have to start solving some of your problems. And, and so it's, it's come very natural to me. And by doing that, I've learned a lot. And the other thing is I've, I've always been curious. How does that work? Tell me more. How does, you know, how does insurance work? How does loans work? How do operations work? You know, and when I come in contact with people that are really good at it, I'm just, honestly, I'm, I'm just curious. I want to know how they do what they do. And I don't just ask high level stuff. I start going into like, tell me more. I really want to understand that process. And I just find that it's interesting. And what's crazy, and people that know me really well will know this about me, is when we're having those conversations and people are telling me like the way they do things and stuff, when I go out and I talk with other people, I recall some of their certain phrases and their terminology. 
and I adapt it as if it's my own. It's crazy, spooky, scary how good I am at it. But that's a gift. And I've always been working this curiosity quotient for my 44 years, I think, that I've been on this earth. And so I want to share with you a story of being curious. Now, this is a very not real estate story, but it's a great story nonetheless. So if you guys don't know me, when I was a young man, I was a cabana boy at the Stardust Hotel and Casino, which is now no longer. They blew it up, okay? Um, but when in 1992, 93, 94, the three years that I was a pool boy, um, we ran that thing relentless. It's not like it is today where all the lounge chairs are all laid out. You see, we kept our lounge chairs under like lock and key, and you had to check in with us, the lifeguards, if you wanted it, if you wanted to sit somewhere. Of course, we'd grab your lounge chairs, and we'd ask you where you'd want to sit, and we'd undo your you know, chairs and unfold out your towels, and boom, you'd give us some money. That's what we worked for for tips. Now, in those days, I was a younger man, and um, I would meet people, and I'd want to go out on town. I was actually like 20 years old, and I really wanted to go to the clubs, and um, I wasn't 21. So I was curious because there was a club at my hotel, and so what did I do? I went and found the bouncers that worked for the Stardust. And because we all worked in the same place, I just asked them some questions. I wanted to figure out if they ever let people that were underage in. So I would go to the bouncer and, and I just simply asked him, like, hey, listen, you know, here's where I'm at. Do you guys ever like, do you let people in that are underage? You know, do you, do you, you know, how does it work? You know? And he looked at me with a, with a, a wide grin. And he was like, well, how do you think I make my money? And so it was like game on. So tell me more. How does it work? And so what I learned was some really cool, interesting things. And I'm going to share a little bit about how it works. Okay. So fast forward to my adult life. I'm with my uh, soon-to-be wife, Shelly. And um, we're in Norman, Oklahoma. And uh, we're going to Oklahoma City. Now, she's just my girlfriend at this time. We're going to Oklahoma City. And there's this new club that's being opened called Studio 54, okay, in Oklahoma City. And it was a big deal because it was like you had to be like 25 and older, or I think 23 and older, to get into this club. And it was made for older people. And um, they didn't want any, you know, barely 21 people in. And so... We go there, you know, we're dressed to the nines, looking good. And so we, we pull in this place and all of a sudden my wife looks and there is a line going around this building. I mean, it, was, it felt like miles. Now, at this point, my lovely wife now is giving me cell signals. Corey, I, there's no way I'm going to wait in line. You know, there's just, I'm not doing it. And she's just getting all, she's getting like antsy, frustrated. Like I can tell, like she doesn't, she's, there's no way. No, no, it's no. Now I was confident. I looked at her and I said, honey, we're not going to wait in line. So we pulled in, you know, parked and got, got out. And she's still looking at me saying like, what's going on? Right? Like, hold on. This doesn't make really 
quite, it's not making sense to me, but I'm, I'm confident, right? So I said, listen, I said, grab my hand and follow me and do not look at anybody. And so now we were playing the part, okay? So she was looking really good. I was just looking the way I looked, right? There's nothing I can do. But I did have a nice shirt on and nice slacks, right? So I, I looked my part as best I could. And she looked beautiful, by the way, like amazingly beautiful. So here we are locked hand in hand, and we're walking past this line. I mean, and I mean, these people are all dressed nice too. They all look nice, but we are walking. We're walking confidently, and she's taking my, you know, letting me take the lead. She's right in behind in tow, and we're just walking like we're on mission. And like this whole line here doesn't even, like that doesn't affect us. Honestly, we're, we're acting like we're celebrities, okay? And we're, <laughs> we, we do this past this. I mean, it was got to be like 100 foot of, of people, 100 feet of people. And we're just walking by, boom, boom, boom. And I can just feel the eyes upon Shelly and I as they're wondering, like, who are they? And I can just see the discomfort. But they're not saying nothing because we're not even giving them that, that gist, like celebrities. They just walk as if they own it. So we come around this corner, and as soon as we come around the corner, there's the bouncer. And I look him straight in the eyes, and I'm, we're still walking confidently. And he's looking at me saying, who's this guy, right? And I look at him, I had a, a small smile on my face, and he looked at me, smiling, forgive me, a little bit of a smile. And I uh, saw that there was no other security around him, so he was the guy making all the uh, moves, let's say, at the door. And so we strolled confidently the next 30 feet, just Shelly and I walking. She's not saying nothing, following my instructions, walking, owning it. And we get to the, uh, the bouncer. And then I, I grab my ID and I present it to him like this. And I look at him square in the eyes and I say, I believe we're on the guest list. He takes my card from me, looks at my ID, and then he goes over to the side when he goes over to the side, he looks at this uh, list, and he says, Johnson? And I look at him confidently. I said, yep, that's me. And he led us into the line, and we got into this elevator. It was just Shelly and I as we go up to the third floor to where this club's at. And my wife looks at me with, like, what the heck just happened? Let me tell you what happened. It was really magical. So here's what happened. As I approached the door guy, when I first locked eyes to him, I, need, I needed to him to look at me and acknowledge me because we were walking like celebrities, like we own the place. And when I smiled at him and he gave me a little smile back, that's all I needed, right? And mainly I was also looking to see if there was any security people there. Other, you know, it was just him. And it was just him. Now that's the risk that I was willing to take, right? The next piece, so when we got to the actual guy and I handed him my ID, Okay. What I had underneath my ID was two $20 bills. Now, it's probably $100 bills now, like in today's money. But back then, 40 bucks would do the trick. So I had, I had money underneath my ID. And as he felt my ID, he felt the money. Because I handed it to him like this. When he grabbed it, he felt the money. He cupped it, actually. right? And so when he turned around and had the ID, he did a move like this to put the money in his pocket as he's still looking at the ID and then he's looking through his list. He already knows what's going on. See, 
everybody's watching us at this point. The whole line is watching what's going on. And this bouncer's playing his part. So he's looking at it. He looks through the deal. And he says, Johnson, my name's not Johnson. It's Peterson. But I knew he was playing the game. I knew he was with me. Because he was playing. He would have cut me off at the moment. I, I, he grabbed my money. I know he took it. And we looked the part. We were playing the, the game, right? And so he let us in. Now, the moral of the story is, right, I was curious enough in my young adolescent days to figure out kind of like how does that door guy work, right? Could I ever grease him to like get in front of the line, to cut in the line, to act like I'm celebrity? Like I asked him everything about the rules of the game of being a bouncer, right? And so now here's what's cool. I internalize that. I, 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 20 years later, I use it as a ploy to show off to my going-to-be future wife. And she, if she was here, she would verify it, right? It really happened, I promise. But it was a very proud moment in Peterson's life, in my life, because I got to look like a big deal in front of my wife. And I will forever, and she will forever remember that because when we were up in that in that um, elevator, it was just me and her and there's a glass back so you can see everybody that's, and, and we're just sitting there. She's like, got her arms around me. She's looking up at me and she's like, how did you do that? And it was priceless. It was priceless. So guys, go out there today and be curious as hell. Do not stop being curious. Take your CQ, your curiosity quotient, and drive it to the max. This game of real estate is a fun game. Be super curious about multifamily and cash flow. Keep following me. Learn from me. Let me teach you, guide you, coach you, right? I want to share with you all that I know. If you're just watching this video and you've not taken advantage of anything that I have, do this right now. Stop and like hit pause or whatever. Go to kahunawealthbuilders.com and then go download my quick start workshop. This is a great workshop that's going to teach you a lot of what I do and it's a great place to really start your journey. Become a cash flow creator and live the cash flow life. Thanks and have a wonderful day. <music> 